cotton-headed ninny muggins. Why don't you donate five dollars to the cause, and maybe it'll make you feel better. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today I'm kicking off the month of December with a review of the holiday specials. See, look at me being politically correct. I called them holiday specials. When I was growing up, they were Christmas specials. I'm not saying that is a bad thing or a good thing. It's not a commentary on the alleged war on Christmas, which doesn't exist. It's just what it is now. They're holiday specials. And I understand why. But when I was growing up, they were Christmas specials. And they were Christmas specials because we didn't know any better. We didn't give consideration to other people's beliefs and feelings. Everything was a Christmas special. Basically, people didn't take into account the fact that some people don't celebrate Christmas. Shocking. Some people aren't Christian. I know, right? This isn't a commentary on any of that. I recognize all of that. And I accept all of that. And it's the right thing to do. Recognize that. We were completely oblivious when I was a kid. It was Christmas. Christmas time, Christmas specials. And that's what I looked forward to when I was a kid, the Christmas specials. Now, I've talked about this many, many times. When I was a kid, through my teens, there were no DVDs, there were no VCRs. And if you wanted to watch a Christmas special, you had one chance every year. One chance to watch the Christmas special. That's one of the reasons the TV Guide was our Bible when I was a kid. I've talked about TV Guide in the past. It was a weekly magazine that came out and had every TV listing for the week all day long in TV Guide. These days, a TV Guide would be about a thousand pages long with all the channels. But back when I was a kid with three networks and maybe three local channels tops, you didn't need a lot of coverage. But you did need to know when your shows were on. Because if a Charlie Brown Christmas was coming up on Tuesday at 8 o'clock, you wanted to be in front of the TV on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Because you would miss it. They didn't replay it. It was one time and one time only. And boy, these holiday specials were big. When I was a kid, we looked forward to them. We wanted to see Santa. We wanted to see Charlie Brown. We wanted to see Rudolph. And any time they brought out a new Christmas special, oh, we had to be front and center for that. Because what they discovered is kids and families loved to watch those Christmas specials around the holidays. It was the thing. Now, one of the things that I've discovered over the years is that the key to a good Christmas special, ideally, it'll appeal to both kids and adults. That way the family can watch together. It fills you up with the spirit of Christmas, whether that's kindness or goodwill or feelings of peace or feeling closer to your family or feeling closer to your loved ones. It fills you with those feelings without being too corny. Too corny and you lose people. So you want that warm, fuzzy feeling. Maybe you get a little sniffy. Maybe get a tear in your eye. Okay, I might get a tear in my eye. I'm a mushball. What can I tell you? I get real sentimental around the holidays. So maybe you don't get a tear in your eye, but I do. Not all Christmas specials, but some of them. Now, the Christmas specials that I'm going to talk about today are the standalone single project Christmas specials. These aren't the episodes from a regular series that's a Christmas episode. This is just the standalone specials that I'm going to talk about. Basically, what I have for you today are my five least favorite holiday specials, my five most favorite holiday specials, and a few honorable mentions in there. Now, the ones that I'm going to talk about are ones that I've actually seen. A couple of the honorable mentions are ones that I haven't seen, but I've heard about. That's really the worst of honorable mentions. There's three that I've never seen, and I don't intend to based on everything that I've heard. I also have some honorable mentions for my best of 
which I'll explain when I get to. So without further ado, here's the honorable mentions for my worst holiday specials ever. I'm putting the Star Wars holiday special on the honorable mention list only because I've never seen it. I've read reviews about it. I've heard about it. I've heard people rail against it. It sounds absolutely horrid, but I've never seen it. It's technically not a Christmas special. As I understand it, the show is about Life Day, which is, I guess, the Star Wars equivalent of Christmas. Which, by the way, Life Day appears to be canon now. For those Star Wars fans, I don't want to give any spoilers about why, because I know not everybody's up to speed. But trust me when I tell you, Life Day is apparently canon now even though it made its first appearance in this horrid 1978 special that was on CBS the year after Star Wars released. There's Wookiees, there's B. Arthur, there's singing, there's weird stuff going on, there's a lot of Wookiees yelling at each other without subtitles. It sounds like a disaster. I didn't see it when I came out. I know it's available in certain places on the internet. I've not even looked for it because I don't care. Another one that I've heard is a horrible holiday special. It's the He-Man and She-Ra A Christmas Special. As I was preparing this episode, going through my list of holiday specials, I came across this title and I read some reviews and it just sounds horrible. So if anybody has anything to say about the He-Man and She-Ra special, feel free to message me about it. It sounds like a be sure to miss. The same goes for Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey. I actually heard about this one when it came out. I never wanted to see it. It made no sense to me. It sounded like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, except with a donkey. And my thought when I heard about it when it came out was, yeah, I don't remember the donkeys having a big role in any Christmas legend. Even if you're going to the nativity, the donkey was a bit player standing outside a manger. So he had long ears. Okay. It had no appeal to me when it came out. So those are my three honorable mentions. You can check them out at your own risk. I make no promises or guarantees, except that they are unanimously panned by every source that I have heard of or heard from on the topic of bad holiday specials. Now, my five least favorite holiday specials don't have a particular order because they're all equally, I don't want to say bad, they're just equally objectionable to me, either because they're boring or they didn't make sense or they were just stupid. So is this a top one through five or a top five through one that I'm going to give you? You can put these in any order. I don't particularly like any of these. The first one is Frosty Returns. It's not really a direct sequel to the original Frosty the Snowman. It was a cartoon that came out years later. Jonathan Winters narrated it. But the thing with Frosty Returns is it just didn't need to be made. I mean, we have Frosty the Snowman. And I know he says, I'll be back again someday. All right, just rerun the original special. I don't need a new one. Somehow, it's not the magician's hat, it's a little girl's hat. There's some evil villain introducing a product that makes snow disappear. It's... really? I mean, it's not like the original Frosty the Snowman was plot-heavy, but an evil villain trying to destroy snow so he can take over the town? And we're saved by a snowman. I mean, it doesn't do much for me. Let's just put it that way. So I'll watch Frosty the Snowman when it comes on every year. They always follow it up with Frosty Returns, and I always turn it off. And by the way, when I say I'll watch Frosty the Snowman, I do. Yes, you can buy most of these specials on DVD, find it online somewhere, stream it from some source. But the tradition of sitting down in front of the TV and watching the show when it comes on the air is something that I still do. Mrs. Gamerdude and I sit down every Christmas whenever the specials come on and we watch the ones that we like. It's kind of a throwback to childhood, I guess. But if we find out that Frosty the Snowman is coming on on Tuesday at 8 o'clock, we'll sit down and watch it. 
Some traditions you just keep going, and that's one of them, but not for Frosty Returns. We also don't go out of our way to watch Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Have you seen that one? Oh my god, I hate that one. Somehow or other, the powers that be got it into their heads that the novelty song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, which was a cute little festive comedy slash parody Christmas song that came out in the 60s or 70s, I don't even remember when it came out. Somehow somebody thought putting that song into a Christmas special would be a hysterically fun idea. Except the problem with it is, in the song, Santa's essentially a bad guy, runs over Grandma. There's not much more to it than that. In the song, basically, Santa kills Grandma. So how festive is that? Sounds like a perfect plot for a Christmas special. It's not, so they didn't write it that way. There's some kind of convoluted kidnapping plot and a gold-digging plot and an evil businessman and somebody's out for Grandma's store and there's a greedy cousin and there's Santa's trying to save the day. And I don't know, Santa can't figure out who Grandma is. I mean, think about that for a second. Santa, who can watch every girl and boy on the entire planet and know if they're good or bad, can't figure out who the little old lady is who he ran over with his reindeer. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just painful. I can't watch Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I can barely listen to the song anymore. So, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, the special, it's on this list of least watchable, least enjoyable Christmas specials. Also on that list, Twas the Night Before Christmas. This is the version that came out back in the 70s, 74, 75, something like that. Joel Grey is in it. George Goebel is in it. It's another animated special with celebrity voices. That was the big thing, by the way. Celebrities voicing the characters in these holiday specials. So Joel Grey and George Goebel, the biggies for this one. And this one's annoying on so many levels for me. Santa's a real snowflake. I mean, really, a snowflake. He's offended by a letter he gets from Junctionville. Somebody in Junctionville says, we don't believe that Santa exists, so Santa sends everyone's letters back unopened. And he says, I'm skipping Junctionville this year. I'll teach you. I mean, kind of spiteful, don't you think? And the hero of the show turns out to be Father Mouse, whose kid actually wrote the letter. So the mouse writes an offensive letter to Santa Claus, and Santa Claus decides to punish the town. So then they have to fix it by making a special clock that sings a song to Santa. It gets weird. I mean, it was already weird. It just gets weird and annoying. This next one, another one of the classic animated specials, The Year Without a Santa Claus. Now, there was a live-action remake of this in the early 2000s. I never saw it because I didn't like the original that much. But this is the original Rankin-Bass production that I'm talking about. Rankin-Bass, by the way, that's the company that made a lot of these specials. They had that claymation-slash-animation style of putting these specials together. They did the same thing with Rudolph and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I didn't like this one. Basically, Santa thinks no one cares anymore, so he wants to take a year off, and Mrs. Claus is trying to convince him not to, blah, blah, blah. Then you've got a couple of elves, Jingle and Jangle, and then Vixen. Only Vixen. None of the other reindeer apparently care. Only Vixen is involved in trying to find people who believe. And there's a big conflict with the Snow Miser and the Heat Miser, which, by the way, Snow Miser and Heat Miser, the best part's about this. But two cool characters... Don't save a special. Mrs. Claus was annoying. Having Vixen get mistaken for a dog, annoying. I just never really liked the year without a Santa Claus. I mentioned Rankin and Bass and talking about that. Rankin and Bass, or Rankin Bass, that's the name of the production company. They put out a lot of Christmas specials in the late 60s, early 70s. There was something cool about that claymation slash animation thing that they did, because when I was a kid, this was a new technique. 
It was totally different from regular animation that we'd seen. It wasn't Disney animation, which was the only kind of animation we knew. That claymation, stop-action animation thing, it was, for us, really cool-looking. The last one on my least favorite list, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Mrs. Gamer Dude is going to object to this because she likes this one. But Rudolph's Shiny New Year not only has nothing to do with Christmas, not really, except you've got Rudolph in it, but it's just some weird time-space thing. I mean, you've got Rudolph, who is no longer the young teenage Rudolph who leads Santa's sleigh after the original Rudolph. Somehow he's back to being young, annoying Rudolph. And he shares time with Ben Franklin, a medieval knight, a caveman, all on a quest to find baby New Year. I mean, it just hurt me to watch this one. I'm just not a fan. I mean, I'll watch it because Mrs. Gamerdude likes it, but it wouldn't be first on my list of things to watch, let's put it that way. The ones that I've just mentioned, my least favorite, going back to the rule that I stated at the beginning, you want to have a Christmas special that fills you with the Christmas spirit? None of those really do that. They're all kind of eh as far as instilling Christmas spirit is concerned. But my favorite list? My favorite list does what it's supposed to do. Each one of the specials is appealing to adults and kids They're not too corny, and they fill you with a Christmas spirit. Before I get to my top five, I do have some honorable mentions. And they're honorable mentions because they came out long after my kids were little, long after I was little. But I still watch Christmas specials because I'm that much of a cornball. So if you're looking for good Christmas specials, I recommend Shrek the Halls. Shrek the Halls is really a great Christmas special. You don't have to like Shrek or even know Shrek to appreciate it, although it helps. But Shrek the Halls is a really well-done Christmas special. It's in the spirit of the original kind of Christmas specials that we watched when I was a kid. Same with Toy Story That Time Forgot. It's another great Christmas special. I really enjoy that one, and I do watch it every year. Same goes for Prep and Landing. Prep and Landing, if you haven't seen it, is about a couple of elves trying to deliver Christmas presents and the sibling rivalry between them, and it's really good. Again, filling you with the Christmas spirit. It's one of the best parts about it. So those are three of the newer specials that are out there that if you haven't seen them, I recommend them. Put them into your mix of holiday specials to watch. My last honorable mention is a show that was never put out on DVD, never put out on VHS. You can't find it anywhere except occasionally you can come across it on YouTube. And I almost made this number one on my list because I've loved this special ever since it came out. And you're going to think I'm crazy, and you're going to say, what a goofball, what a cornball, how boring. Except this, to me, is the perfect Christmas special. It's called John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together. Now, this came out in the 70s, and they repeated it for a few years, but then it disappeared. And it's one of those live-action specials that they used to do, where they'd have a popular singer and all kinds of guests make appearances on the show and do little Christmas skits and sing Christmas songs. Except in this case, John Denver was the star, and the only celebrity guests he had were the Muppets. And at the time that it came out, I was really into John Denver. If you remember my history with music, I was just beginning to discover that there were things other than marching bands. And John Denver was one of the first musicians that I discovered who actually had messages in his songs that I could relate to. So when this special hit the air, I was all over it. Because it had John Denver, and it had the Muppets. This is the Muppets of the 70s, when they had the Muppet show on at night. Not the Muppets from Sesame Street. This is the adult version of the Muppets that they kind of toned down in recent years. But in the 70s, they were a little risque, they were a little vaudevillian, they were a little crazy. They were just slightly subversive. They were cool. 
And so there's some great little skits. There's some really great Christmas music. You can find the soundtrack for that special every year in the stores. Just look for John Denver and the Muppets of Christmas together. You can get all of the music, which by itself is a great Christmas album, as long as you don't mind Muppets singing Christmas carols. But I loved that special. If you're ever looking for a Christmas special that really exemplifies the 70s, do a search on YouTube for John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together, and give it a watch. But I didn't put it in my top five because it is hard to find. And not everybody loves John Denver and the Muppets, either together or individually. So my top five goes like this. Going to work our way up to number one, starting with number five, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. This is the original animated feature that was on TV. Not any of the live-action movies. The original one where Boris Karloff narrates the story. That is one of the best Christmas specials of all time. You've got your evil villain, the Grinch. Stone Cold Heart. Hates Christmas. Hates everything about Christmas. Hates people who love Christmas. And decides to try to steal Christmas. You don't need me to tell you the story. You know this story. But I watch this one every year. Because I love the redemption arc. He sees the error of his ways. At the end of the show, he gets it. I love when the villain gets redeemed. Oh, I understand now. That's why I love the Grinch. Number four, Frosty the Snowman. Okay, you heard me complain about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. We need a novelty song turned into a Christmas special, really? Well, with Frosty the Snowman, it works. Frosty the Snowman is based on a song. The song came out, I want to say, in the 50s. And we all know the song. Frosty the Snowman. They built a whole Christmas special around the concept of this cute little novelty song, but they made it work. They had great voice work. They had a great villain. They had great heroes. Okay, there was some stupid parts in it. I mean, they're out in the woods. They have to save Karen. So the animals, using their notorious skills at building campfires, built her a big campfire in the woods. Okay, maybe they're stretching a little. But still, you got the spirit of Christmas in there. You got Santa Claus coming in to save the day. You've got the evil villain who's redeemed as long as he does what Santa says. And Frosty gets to ride off with Santa. What a perfect ending. Plus, you've got Jimmy Durante singing the song. A lot of you probably have no idea who Jimmy Durante is. He was huge in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. One of those guys who could never have a career now. Just a grouchy-looking, gravelly-voiced singer who did a great job on the narration of Frosty the Snowman. I love Frosty. Number three is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This is Rankin Bass. Their claymation, animation, stop action, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what to call it. I'm not sure there's a specific name for the kind of animation they did. But this was one of the first shows that did it, and I loved it. I was fascinated by it. And there are so many things in Rudolph that we still talk about today. Cornelius, Bumbles, the Island of Misfit Toys. I mean, yeah, there's some really bad parts about Rudolph if you look at it. I mean, Rudolph's dad, not very supportive, you know? He was a typical Little League dad, wasn't he? When you think about it, he was all over Rudolph's butt. He's not the nurturing, caring kind of dad you want behind you. Well, Rudolph, if you're not as good as the other kids, I don't want to have anything to do with you. That's basically dad, isn't it? It's Santa, kind of a jerk in this one, right? Rudolph's only good for Santa when Santa finds that he can light the way on a foggy night. Wow, use people much, Santa? I mean, I have some issues with Santa in this one, but... You got the Christmas spirit, the Island of Misfit Toys, all find a home at the end. Except, there's a little problem at the end. Do you remember the end credits on Rudolph? They're taking all the toys from the Island of Misfit Toys and they toss them out of the sleigh. And to make sure that they land safely, they give them an umbrella so they can float gently down to Earth. That's all cool, right? Well, they did that for every toy except the bird. 
Remember the bird who couldn't fly? They just pitch him out of the sleigh. I mean, think about that for a second. Everybody else gets an umbrella, and the poor bird, yep, sucks to be you. Yeah, I pay attention to stupid stuff, but that's always bothered me. But aside from that, Rudolph is a really good holiday special. Number two on my list, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I loved this one. This was one of my favorites. Fred Astaire is your narrator on this, and he did a great job narrating. Some great voice acting. Okay, there's some bad moments in this, too. You have the musical interludes that I always tune out for. Oh my god, the songs are painful in this one. That's a throwback to the 40s and the 50s where they always had to drop a song in, keep people entertained. These days, it's the quickest way to get me to tune out. I don't need a song, please. And you know, there's the wedding in the woods with the animals decorating the trees. But you have the origin story of Santa Claus. You have why he was giving out toys. You have the Burgermeister Meisterburger. And most importantly, you have Winter Warlock, or Winter for short, voiced by Keenan Wynn, great actor, did a great job with his voice. And Winter was so cool, literally. I loved Winter. He was one of my favorite parts. And you have one of the greatest songs in all of the holiday specials. Put one foot in front of the other. I loved that song. That whole sequence was great. But Santa Claus is Coming to Town, one of my all-time favorites. And that brings us to number one, A Charlie Brown Christmas. It may sound funny to say it, but Charlie Brown is the granddaddy of them all. Of all of the Christmas specials, this one sends home the Christmas message stronger than any of them, in my opinion. You've got the ranting against the commercialization of Christmas. You've got the struggle between materialism and spiritualism. You've got the kids fighting with each other. And you've got the awesome soundtrack, and I'm going to butcher the name, so I'm going to enunciate very clearly. It's Vince Guaraldi. When I try to say that fast, it comes out Vince Guaraldi. But just look for Vince Guaraldi, and you can find the soundtrack for the Peanuts music. You can find the soundtrack just for this special if you look for it, too. And the music is awesome, the message is awesome, and every year that I watch it, it still moves me. And the thing that gets me the most is Linus's message. Now, I'm not proselytizing here. I'm not advancing Christianity over any other religion. This is just the message of the show. And it was a reminder which, at the time was sometimes lost on people, and to this day is sometimes lost on people. But Linus's lines, when Charlie Brown is trying to figure out if anybody really remembers the meaning of Christmas, Linus delivers probably one of the most powerful, one of the most adult speeches in any Christmas special ever. And I guess that's probably why this is one of my favorite Christmas specials. And Linus is basically quoting the Bible here. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And then Linus picks up his blanket after delivering that speech, and he says, That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. We always look forward to those Christmas specials every single year, and I actually still do. It's part of the tradition. It's part of getting into the Christmas spirit. Some years it's harder than others to get into the Christmas spirit, depending on what's going on in your life, depending on what's going on in the world. But somehow the Christmas specials always turn it around. 
You take a few minutes out of your day, you watch one of the Christmas specials, especially one of the better ones, and you remember kindness, and you remember goodness, and you remember what the Christmas spirit is about. And the Christmas spirit isn't confined to just one religion. The Christmas spirit has gone beyond Christianity. The Christmas spirit, in my opinion, is still believing in the goodness of people and doing things to help others, to make others feel better, to ease other people's burdens, to be kind to each other. That's what Christmas is supposed to be about. We should take that Christmas spirit and carry it with us all throughout the year. But even if we can't do that, even if we won't do that, if we remember at least once a year that we're all part of the same family, that we're all human beings, with needs and wants and desires, with likes and dislikes, if we remember that, and if we're willing to give of ourselves and help others, then we are exhibiting the Christmas spirit. That's what Christmas is all about. And that's why these favorite Christmas specials of mine are my favorites, because they remind me of this every year. So I recommend those five that I gave you, plus the honorable mentions. Even the ones that I didn't like the most, you could still watch them and get a flavor of Christmas out of them. But I'm telling you, the top five, those are the ones to watch. Because in case you've forgotten what the Christmas spirit is about, those will remind you. And that's why I love them. Now you've got stuff to keep you busy over the Christmas holiday, right? That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate your support. And I appreciate all of the time that you spend here. It means the world to me. And I cannot thank you enough. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.